Welcome to this episode of Pen to Paper Press Podcast. I'm Cindy Coaches. There is a backstory weaved into each book to explore the creative process. I'm sitting down with authors, writers, editors, publishers, and an array of creative souls to have a conversation centered on how they develop their stories to completing their works of art. Each episode is an opportunity for us to explore mindsets, pearls of wisdom, and the experiences that began our journey as an author from the moment we put pen to paper. Judy James is a best-selling author of Out of Hiding, Finding the Courage to Be Me, and co-author of 52 Weeks of Gratitude Journal. She is an inspirationalist who is passionate about connection, growth, learning, and teaching. She strives to live intentionally from a place of love to help others to do the same through her teaching and guidance. Judy believes that when we change, the world changes. It's wonderful to have you join me in this podcast or virtual studio (laughs) for a conversation about being an author. Welcome. Oh, thank you so much. And I appreciate you so much. Uh, It's a bit of a challenge, uh, you know, just writing a book, getting it out there and doing all the things. And I so appreciate these wonderful platforms, this one in particular that you formed for um, authors to put themselves out there. So I thank you so much. You are welcome. And you know, it's not easy always to put ourselves out there. And, you know, one of the questions that came to me this morning when I was writing out my notes and stuff was, was this something you intended to do? You know, when you were a kid, did you, I'm going to be an author one day? Or was this something that, you know, quite literally, you found yourself unexpectedly on this journey to becoming a best-selling author? Totally and completely unexpected. <laughs> I, I, if you had told me two years ago that I was a writer and that I love to write, like it's, it's, I, I never had a hobby. Like I worked, okay, and I had kids and a spouse, all the things, right, that that women do, and I didn't ever take time for myself to discover what I might like. Mm-hmm. Um, so in 2020 when everything shut down mm-hmm. I had six weeks off work I'm a hairdresser I've been a hairdresser for 42 years so I've been behind the chair uh, for 42 years that's been my I've owned salons and I've done um, I was an educator uh, for a major company all the things in in that area and I uh, went um, I, I'm just working at a commission salon now and um, we were off for six weeks. I had been asked to speak at a hair conference to hairdressers about uh, how do you handle being behind the chair? What do you do with your emotions? All those kinds of things. So I had that to prepare for, and I had an online um, community connection to prepare for. Found a mentor that I had used in the past who is a hairdresser, but he uh, has, is a wonderful speaker. So I contacted him, worked with him for 30 days, sent him a, the first day sent him uh, a, a writing and he sent right back. He said, you have no idea what you have here. He said, you need to take this. He had me put it on a PowerPoint. So he said, you need to take slide one and and go to town with it. Maybe that was talking about um, uh, emotions, or maybe that was talking about um, gratitude, all the different things. So by the time we finished in a month, I had eight thing, eight like 15 minute talks that would all plug into each other on empathy and purpose, all the things. And uh I was just like, oh my gosh, what is this, right? (laughs) I've never felt more myself than when I sit and write. I've never felt more myself. So here I am at, you know, 60 years old. And so I I just want to tell everybody it's never too late. 
And um, you can, you can, you know, um, just take the time to discover what it is that's in your heart. Bring it out to share with others because it inspires them to do the same, that they can look inside. It's safe to look inside, you know. So, um, yeah, it, it was a shock. It was a it was a shock and a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it's really interesting because there's those that never intended to be a writer or those mm-hmm. like me. I've always known I would be a writer. Now, I have two books that I've published. But I have all of these books that I have started, these novels, these, you know, health and wellness type things that I've started. And so I'm finding it really interesting. And I was journaling this morning about the imposter syndrome and how our self-beliefs and and where where we pick those up. And so what I'm finding is that it is really interesting because this was not where I was intending our conversation to go at all. But I just had the aha that those that don't intend to write seem to not get hung up on so much that it's got to be done this way or those like you are less likely to get in your own way where for me, I'm in my way. I'm very much in my way because I, this has been a dream. I've been told that, oh my gosh, you need to write, you need to get this stuff out there. You know, so then I have that added pressure built up on top of it's me. The pressure. That's what and, I was thinking. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I don't know why, but I just felt the need to share that. Not that, you know, well, of course I'm oversharing. I don't need to do that. <laughs> No, not at all. Not at all. I love that because it's so true. The the advantage I had, I feel like, was my age because I said to I, I waited my whole life. I can remember when I was, you know, four years old, I knew I wasn't myself, right? I knew I wasn't on the outside the same as I was on the inside. And, um, I truly believe that's what I came here to do is just to be me. And I feel like that's what we all came here to be. Some people I think have an easier time of that. I had a, I had a terrible time with that. And, um, you know, it is the, I did get a little caught up in who do you think you are that you can write a book? Like, Oh yeah. What is this? Right. Uh, but I think again, age was a bit of an advantage to me because I'm like, if not now, when, but it doesn't have to be that, you know, it doesn't, we don't, it doesn't have to be because of age. Um, it's just, we can do it anytime. It's just giving ourselves the permission. You right? know, yes, yes. And I have yet to meet a writer that has not faced that imposter syndrome or the inner critic that says, who do you think you are? To blah, 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 to tell this story, to share this story, to give information, to put yourself as a professional, to be Mm -hmm. a, to be a fiction writer, you know, any of it, fill in that blank. I have yet to find a person. And if you are that person listening, send me a note. Let me know. I want to talk to you because I want to know. Okay, how? <laughs> how does this happen, right? How, 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 you know, what in your life came together that this was not a problem? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, in, 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 in talking about this and, you know, your, your subtitle, Finding the Courage to Be Me. So, obviously there was something that happened in your life that triggered that and, and brought that forth. What was it or, or the things I'll word it that way. What are the events that provided you that courage to come out of hiding, to know that it's okay to be you and to be you? Mm -hmm. I, 
I always had a longing for something and I didn't know what that longing was, right? I just knew that something was coming. Something is, there is something I am to do with my life. Um, And it was just, uh, again, age. You know, I I really believe that as, you know, as our kids get older, it's a little easier. We have a little more time and just things happen. And and I tell in uh, because I do uh, presentations for mostly hairdressers right now uh, at conferences. And I talk about, um, you know, the struggles at work. and, And what really changed for me one day is someone asked me, what do you like? What do you like? Oh, and you know, that can be the hardest question to answer, isn't it? Ah, and, and it just hit me and hit me right here. Right. And I say, then it, it went up and it, oh, my heart just, it hurt my heart so much. And I say, then it goes, it was coming up and it was just as before it came out as tears in my eyes, that emotion, I stuffed it back down real quick. And that was, that's who I was in those days. And I did that with sarcasm and avoidance. (laughs) What do you mean? What do I like? Everyone knows what they like. What do you like? Right? Turn it around. Yep. And I worked for me that day until I got Mm -hmm. home. And uh, in the silence of my bedroom, I sobbed because I did not know what, I couldn't tell you one thing I liked. But I could tell you everything I didn't like. Yeah. So um, that kind of, that's one thing that really sticks out in my journey. And I figured out because of, you know, all the questions that I had, how did this happen? And how all that curiosity led me to saying, uh, it's time for me to take responsibility for my own life. It's time for me to be responsible for my own happiness um, and changing the things in my life that I'm not happy about, right? Yeah. Because I just was a, a was a victim, you know. Always, I didn't think I had choices. I didn't think I could change the things in my life. Um, and you know, just slowly, little by little, um, when I made changes in internal changes in my life, um, they showed up on the outside. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. And, you know, isn't it funny how the self-sabotager or that we do, that's that automatic response is stuff it back down, stifle it, because we're taught that, you know, it's reinforced that our opinions don't matter, especially when we're kids, you know, whether it's at school with our peers, with our parents, with our uh, with our lovers, with our, you know, whatever, there are, there are those people who, who discredit our opinions. And so then what is that automatic response? Oh, I, I'm not, I'm going to keep the peace. I'm not going to say a word. And so right. we- my mom's, my mom's big saying, and she probably said this every day, peace at any price. Oh, That's what I right. So yes. no matter what's going on, peace. We're having peace. You know, we don't deal with it. We just have peace, right? When you really, it's really not peace. It's really not peace because we're not um, expressing what we need. And um, yeah, it's, it's no way to live. No, no. No, And you bring up something that, you know, I have hair that I can basically, well, it's long enough that I can actually sit on it. <laughs> Thank Beautiful you. Hair. And, you know, so I'm not going to the hair salon all the time. So I'm not saying this from a point of of experience because obviously this just didn't happen overnight. <laughs> well, I mean, my hair does grow fast, but not that fast. <laughs> but the times that I have sat in that chair, you know, and of course, you're not always the only one. And you hear the other conversations that are going on. As someone who does sit behind someone or stands behind someone Uh who is sitting and they are sharing and oftentimes they're very vulnerable. Uh 
and they are I have a friend who is a ther uh, a therapist yeah um who is a stylist and mm -hmm. I oftentimes wonder how much she she has had to learn to be that therapist because of the vulnerability that you as the hairstylist hears mm -hmm. and and they're coming to you not only to unload and right. to share but they're looking for answers i mean why don't yeah. why else do we share <laughs> our problems we're looking for mm -hmm. a solution and stuff and i really hadn't even i mean it's not something i well, you know, gave much thought to, but you guys really do hear a lot of stuff and you have to, you have to sort it out. And I'm right. sure you feel a responsibility to withhold that information and not share somebody's oh, secrets. Sure. So yeah, that is, uh, that's been a real aha discovery for me. And I only, I mean, like I said, 42 years behind the chair, I did it every day, every day. Um, I would go and people would tell me things, you know, hard things, you know, and what I've discovered, what I've realized about myself is I am an empath and I feel deeply what other people feel. Like I feel, I don't hear it just here. I enter, I feel it. Mm -hmm. And I have had to learn to allow them to speak and, and all of that and, and have empathy, but not to take those feelings on, not to take those emotions into my body uh, because they're not mine. Right. And I can have empathy and speak with someone and let them speak and all of that without taking them on. And people don't tell you those things for you to take it on. They don't no. know what you're doing. They don't know. They just right. don't know. So, um, and I say in my presentation, I have been a hairdresser for 42 years, but hair is not, never has been my passion. My passion is connection, connection with people. Yes. That's my favorite part and the most challenging part as well, being a hairdresser. So it, it, it is finding out how to maintain your energy and not give it out to all these things that are going on around you. Um, you know, there's just so many things that, uh, that I've discovered again, and just in the past few years that have really helped me have really helped me. Um, being an empath is a, is a gift. It's a gift. Mm -hmm. It is, and, and, and it's a struggle when you uh, don't, uh, realize and don't understand what to do with it. Right. Right. I was a fixer. Like I had to fix everyone. Right. That's the kind of part of what you said about people coming in, you know, and I thought I had to fix them and I thought I couldn't be better until they were fixed. Right. So if I didn't oh, come to some sort of, you know, something that they would you know, could do or fix them, then I carried this burden, right? So I, you, I did that with family, my mom in particular, her whole life, I did that with her. Um, and, you know, you do it with siblings, you do it with your children, you do it with everyone. And then at work, I had it all day too. So I think that's, you know, that's a big reason why I didn't have the courage Right. Because I had all these things saying, how can you, you know, just be yourself when you have all these things that are weighing on you that you need to fix. Right. Well, I don't have to fix anybody but me. <laughs> and, 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 you know, yeah, that's wow. a hard lesson, too. That's a really difficult challenge for us, especially wow. as caregivers. Yes. Yes. I don't have to make anybody happy but me. Right. Right. I, I don't. Um, it's wonderful to be able to do things to, to for people to be happy. But, you know, you can't make someone happy all the time because you do something or give them something and they're happy until they're not. What? And then you do something else and they're happy and then they're not. 
you know, and so how much of your life are you going to give to that? Right. I had to make decisions and it's not easy because you do lose people in your life sometimes. Yes. You, know, you do. And, and that's, that's been tough, mm-hmm. but there are always other people like you that then come into your life, right? People mm-hmm. that you resonate more with. So that's, that's the, um, that's the bonus of it. That's your, your, treasure your gift from you know from (laughs) taking your path and um being um doing it for yourself right because I feel like I lived my whole life until about the past 10 years for everybody else not me not me but for everybody else in as somebody who is the nurturer and I'm not talking just women I'm talking I know Mm -hmm. men who are the nurturer in the family and So the nurture in the family, it is very hard for that individual to take the step back and say, you know what, I love you, that's your problem, you have to work it out, those are your choices you need to make, I grant you free will, and granting somebody free will is not as easy as it sounds, and and then giving ourselves the free will to make our own decisions and and finding our own courage and you know something else that I really would like to unpack is I have not heard the the term inspirationalist and so where did you come up with that okay so this is a great story too (laughs) so I I mentioned my mentor Mm -hmm. uh, that I used Uh, uh, he's a hairdresser and he I've watched his journey he was on, um, I can't remember what it was in the very early days, but do you remember Tabitha? Oh, yeah. Uh, Tabitha Salon Takeover, Tabitha Coffee. So he competed against her many years ago, and he knew Vidal Sassoon, all this stuff. So, you know, it was fun. But I watched his journey as a, as a person, and he became this phenomenal speaker, like powerful speaker. But because he spoke from his heart, mm-hmm. right? And just so that's who I learned from for those 30 days. And we work not only on content, but on deliver and all this kind of stuff. So the very last day, he said, okay, now we have to get you um, like your little elevator speech or you're this or that. He said, you have to have a title, like a title of some sort. And he said, um, inspirationalist. Is that even a word? <laughs> so he looks it up on his phone and he goes, one who, you know, inspires others and speaks of spirit, whatever, whatever, all this thing. And he goes, oh, that's it. So it stuck. And I love it. I I just love it. Um, I, I love inspiring others. And um, so, yeah, it, it's just fun that he, he found that word for me. Yeah. <laughs> that's interesting. I like that. That, uh, yeah, because I, I was curious where that came from because uh-huh. it's not one yeah. I've really seen a lot of, and right. so yeah, it was kind of like okay, there's a backstory to that one. I, yes. I'm curious. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, for sure. So then, uh-huh. are you are you currently working on another book or? I am not yet. Okay. Uh, I think I magically thought that this book would um, just market itself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how we all wish that. <laughs> uh, and I can't, marketing is not my very favorite thing. Like if I could sit at my desk and just be left alone, just to write and write and write, oh, that would be the best. I think I could be a hermit. As much as I love people and love connection, when it comes to writing, I think I could just be left alone, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So I haven't started on another book. And another reason why is because I was so inspired to write this book and I so got out of my way. And because I did that, it was, it felt effortless. It felt everything, everything came together effortlessly. I sat down to write 
and the stories came to me. I wrote about things, uh, you know, from my childhood or whatever that I, uh, I don't know. I don't, you know, I don't know why I'm writing about this when I start writing, but I thought, okay, I, I promised I would trust, Just kept writing, kept writing. And then all of a sudden here's the lesson and here's the story. And I'm like, oh, I, I had no idea. So partly writing this book was a lot of healing for me. I really wrote it just for me, really did. Uh, and, and I was surprised to see how many people had, had suffered and gone through and are going through the same, same sort of, of things, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, so that's been fun. I, I definitely will write more for sure. I will write more. I just have me focus on this one first and, and get it going a little more. And, and I have no idea what I'll write about next. You'll It'll trust. be, uh, It'll be the same type of thing. I'm a kind of an instant done. So that's why I like the short stories. Like I I wrote Mm -hmm. in the book. Can't imagine writing anything but that because I love my blog posts and stuff. They're short, you know, fairly short. And and so that's how I like to write. I like to wrap it up, you know, write something and wrap it up. So we'll see. I I definitely will write again, though, write more. Good, good. So then you said something that I'd like to kind of go back on and explore just a little bit. You said the words, when I got out of my way. Mm -hmm. So how and what do you mean? (laughs) So what it was for me was surrender. And surrender is, is not giving up. Giving up is stopping where you are and staying where you are, right? Done. I'm done. Surrender. Quit. Um, I I mean, giving up is that. So surrender is to say, okay, I'm here. Not sure what to do next. I know faith, trust, all of that that I will be guided to what it is that I need to do next. Mm -hmm. And as long as I listen, my heart and um, do what I'm guided to do, because some of the things with that book, I was guided. I'm like, what the heck is it like? (laughs) Really? And it all, and it came together. And I did not see a way, even when I had all the chapters written for the book, I did not know how it would come together. I didn't, but I trusted that it would. And it came together in in um, 45 minutes to an hour when I sat down and said, okay, I've got, I, I want this to be put together. And it did. So, yeah, um, getting out of my own way is trusting, trusting a, a, a power, a presence that knows so much more than I do, mm-hmm. uh, that will guide me in a way that isn't always easy, but it always feels right. Even if it's not easy, it still feels right. I know that I'm on the path. I like that so explanation. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's that's nice. I like that explanation. So then when you were writing, did you sit down every day and write, you know, like you said, 45 minutes, 30 minutes? Mm-hmm. Was that how you made your way through the book? Or was it when I have inspiration, I'll write and then hope it works? <laughs> so this is funny, too, because when I... Uh, I I am, I was in a mastermind group okay. uh, and uh, for about three years. And my goal when I started was to get a website and I didn't know why, why do I need a website? I don't know, but I need a website, right? I wanted to start posting on a blog, maybe do this stuff. So two years, well, a year in, and I didn't, none of that worked. Like none of that worked out. Like I started, I didn't find anybody to do my website, all these different things. In that six weeks that I talked about that I was off work, everything came together. Everything. I got someone doing my website. I got everything came together. And when I, okay, I'm posting on a blog every week. 
And I looked up and I said, listen, if I am to post on this blog every week, which I'm glad to do, I can't struggle and I don't want to plan it out. I want to sit down and I want to write something. I don't want it to be stressful. I want it just to come to me and, and, and that's how I'll do it. If that doesn't happen, I'm not doing it. I just said that. And <laughs> it, is, it is every week I am blown away because every week I sit at my desk and maybe I won't have any idea what I'm going to write about, but it always pops in. Something always comes. I'll see something on, um, you know, in an email, something that will spark something for me to write about. And I write and, and that's it. So it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's been, it's been really great. It, it, it's been really great. Yeah. You have, you seem to have a very strong faith in spirit or a spiritual trust. Yes. Yeah, I do. And I've always had that. I've always had great intuition, which I feel like we all have intuition. I, mm-hmm. I think everyone has it. Yes. Uh, I ignored mine my whole life. And I can look back on my life and remember the times that I knew not to do. I knew it. Like I could feel it in every, I can still feel it when I think back on it. I feel it every bone in my body. Do not do that. But I wanted to. Yes. (laughs) So, (laughs) So I did. And, um, yeah, it, it, didn't really ever work out really well for me. <laughs> but when I have followed my intuition and followed my guidance, like especially the last few years, it's just like, whoosh. and and again, it's not that, that things are super easy. Like you don't, you have to work still. You have to work, right? Yep. But, it, but if you open up and trust, it comes, it comes to you. Um, so, yeah, I would just, uh, when I was writing the book, it was like I was on a mission. But here's the thing, too. During that period that I was writing the book, mm-hmm. um, we uh, took in three teenage grandkids, three of um, my teenage grandkids. So I had all of that going on. I had two kids of my own still living at home in their 20s. So we had seven people three dogs and two cats in the house. How fun. In, I mean, I know the chaos is is there, but you know, oh. when there's lots of chaos, there's lots of different things that are going on, but yet, you know, you speak of community and connection and being there and, and so forth. What a gift. I mean, I'm sure it wasn't easy, you know. It was not easy, but it changed my life and it changed their lives. And it changed, you know, my husband's life, changed all our lives. Um, So, yeah, but it just like, you know, it was a lot. It was a lot going on, but I still managed to get in my heart every day and write something. Right. And I I went to work. Well, um, to back up a little bit, when I went back after the six weeks, I only went back two days a week. So now I'm only working in the salon Tuesdays and Thursdays. So I have Monday, Wednesday, Friday and then the weekend to write. So I had ample time on my hands. But again, you have, you know, all this other stuff going. Um, But I think you have to carve out some time. Mm -hmm. I, I, I do really well with a schedule. Like I need, I'm, I'm a morning person. So I get up in the morning, I do my morning routine, which is, you know, meditation and journaling, spending some quiet time um, to uh, set my intentions for the day. And then, um, and then I kind of need to get, get going, right. Get right to going um, because that's, that's just how I roll better. I need a, I need a schedule. It doesn't have to be super tight. I mean, I'm flexible, but but I like that routine. I think that has helped me get things done is having a good routine. Yes. And there are some that need that and some that, that drives them, you know, crazy. <laughs> right. 
Right. My husband is more like not a routine as much guy. So yeah, I mean, everybody has to figure that out on their own, but I think you shouldn't try to make yourself what you're not either. Right. Whatever works good. You got to follow your own rhythm. Yeah. Whatever it is. Whatever it is. Yeah. There is no right. There is no wrong. It just is. And, and that's the hard part is that people pleasing or, you know, that imposter syndrome or in, in, that inner critic saying, why can't you do it like them? Why aren't mm-hmm. you as good as them? Why can't you do what they're doing? And it's like, because it doesn't feel right. So, you know, you, you've got to talk to that inner voice. You've got to listen because the inner voice does have, oh, as my throat crunches <laughs> on, on that. <laughs> So, so yeah, there's something in there for me to unpack, not here, (laughs) when we're done with the conversation, like, oh, yeah, maybe I need to go back to that journal and kind of write some more about this topic. And I have no idea why, but that's what, those were the thoughts I woke up with this morning. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, it was like, okay, let's unpack this. Why? Why is this here on the forefront? But anyways, um. And now I've completely lost where I was going, so that's okay. We'll just move along. <laughs> so oh, then, I, love it. Yeah, I love it. So then when it came to editing and, okay, I'm going to publish this. How am I going to publish this? Those, those next steps. You know, mm-hmm. writing a book is one thing. Editing it is another. Publishing it is a is is a whole other topic to unpack, and then marketing. I think I've talked to one person who was looking forward to the marketing part, and 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 that was because that's what she does. Out of all of those areas, what I mean, obviously, you mentioned marketing, so I'm going to take marketing off mm-hmm. off that mm-hmm. line of thought. What part was it the writing, the editing, the publishing that really kind of made you just stop and go, do I really want to do this? <laughs> oh, I was so nervous about the editing. Okay. Because it's, it's um, so you pour your heart out and then you give it to someone who's going to change things around, right? So, mm-hmm. um, and I dreaded it coming back and seeing all the red, right? Mm-hmm. All the changes, all the, all the, all the, um, but it was such a pleasant surprise. It was, it was phenomenal what came back. So, so this editor could take three of my run on sentences and make one really pretty sentence out of it. Right. right. And didn't, I didn't lose the meaning. I didn't lose the, what I was trying to say. And it's still it still felt like me. It still sounded like me. And so many people um, that know me well uh, read the book and they're like, I can hear you saying this because I, I wrote it like I speak really right. pretty much. And so they're like, I can just hear you saying this as I'm reading this book. And, and, and it still kept that. So I was, um, I was really pleased with that, but I, I was real a, a bit apprehensive about that didn't know what to think because I had never, you know, never experienced it. So, And it is intimidating to hand over our baby for somebody mm-hmm. else to critique. And, you know, we do have that interior fear of, are they going to judge me? Mm-hmm. And how are they going to judge me? And this, this is a first person who really gets to see the raw information and Mm. and that's what it is i mean you can edit your book 50 times before you give it to an editor thinking okay it's polished but yet you have that knowing that it's not because Mm -hmm. you're paying somebody to say make this work or Mm -hmm. help me to say what it is i need to say um, and to have an editor who is open and able or willing or I guess willing is the right word I'm going to use here 
to say, okay, you've got three run-on sentences. Mm -hmm. Let's let's compact them. Let's let's get rid of the fluff um, and keep the meaning. That's that's a good editor. So oh, it was wonderful. And um, oh, I just lost my train of thought. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah. Oh, it was you. You know, saying that you. Um, be, and and I felt this because you always wanted to be a writer. Uh, so when I wrote mine, I just was done. Like I, I didn't feel like I had to polish it up or do, I didn't know anything. Like I didn't know anything oh. about it. So I just sent it off the way it was. Right. I mean, I didn't know. I didn't think about polishing. I didn't think about any of that stuff, you know? And so I think that was, that's another way that you could get more in your way than I did in mine because I didn't even know, like I didn't know. I just. That's a, because I do editing. And so mm -hmm. I, mm -hmm. you know, for me to have somebody else to look at my stuff, I already have that self judgment. Of, oh, they're going to think I'm a sucky editor. But the thing is we cannot edit our own stuff and this is one of the things that I try so hard to relay to others when when they're writing and they're self-editing. One, be gentle on yourself because mm -hmm. what we know and are trying to relay and put on the page does not always come on the page. It does not always appear there. Exactly. Because we know what we're trying to say. And sometimes we just are, are really lousy at saying what we're trying to say. Well, we can feel it, right? We right. can feel it. But sometimes those feelings don't have words or we don't have the words for those feelings. Yeah. And so it, it's a challenge. It can be a challenge. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, one gal, uh, I, I think you know, me editing her stuff and me coming back and saying, explain this, explain this, go deeper. What did you feel? Explain, explain mm -hmm. this more. Tell it to me like I'm a two-year-old because, mm -hmm. you know, not everybody knows what, okay, I'm going to use this as an example and this is not her example. Um, you know, on your website, and, and in the biography that you sent to me, you're a Reiki master. Trying to explain to somebody what energy healing is, mm -hmm. is probably one of the harder things to, to explain, not only because what is Reiki, but mm -hmm. because there's such a stigma. It, yes. That stigma is, has obviously over the years really, uh, been reduced it's no longer right. you know right. you're being put to a stake and and you know so on and so forth those those medieval times are not there right um but we still have those fears that we're going to be put on public display and shamed because Absolutely. of our our spiritual beliefs you know it is like explaining what is reiki what does it mean to be a conduit of, of energy, you know, trying to explain those things is not easy. How do you explain how you feel when you, when you're in love? Right. It's easy right. to explain how you feel when you're in anger, because yeah. those words are, are we, we over the years have been conditioned to talk more about our anger versus uh, about our love, about, being compassion so trying to share those things it's not always easy it's not it is not easy it's not easy but it's very freeing when we can do that right yes. it's very freeing to be able to express ourselves yes so what are some of the things talking about freeing ourselves and and stepping through our fear what are some of the things that you learned about yourself in regards to marketing um, that people see me different than I allow myself to see me. Right. Okay. So um, I'm thinking that 
people are thinking, who does she think she is? Like, what is she doing? Blah, 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 blah. And, you know, maybe there are some that think, but, but the majority of people are like, I can't believe you wrote a book. And to me, it's, it didn't feel like, and this sounds so, I don't know when I say it, but it didn't feel like that big a deal. Like it really didn't feel like that big a deal. I mean, I'm, it's a, I'm so proud of it. All those things. It's not that. And I worked hard on that, but it was so, it came together so effortlessly that it just didn't feel like it was that big a deal. And um, so people see what I've done different than I see it. Does that make sense? Did I? And, and so I, I'm learning to take a step back and look at myself. Like I would look at my good friend that did the same things that I I've done. Right. Or a child or, or anyone that I would want to encourage. I I'm, I'm really learning to do the same for myself. That, that I will do for other people. Um, and what a gift. And that's, what it's a been gift. a challenge. You yeah. know. And what a gift to give yourself, to talk to yourself like you would somebody else. Right, 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 right. So um, I just, you know, have been, I, I've been resisting this marketing piece, you know, until just the last, and which is so ironic because, as soon as I stopped resisting it, I got an email from you. I got an email from the bookstore that said, um, yes, we'd love to have your book, right? I, you know, all these things, <laughs> as soon as I stopped, as soon as I got out of my head and stopped telling myself the stories that I was telling myself and started treating myself like I treat anybody else, you know? Something that came up to me, and 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 I'm curious. The writing classes that I've taken, and the writing classes that I've offered, typically, <clears throat> and there goes that throat chakra again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Cynthia, time to unpack that one too. <laughs> oh my, this is more of like a therapy session for me than a conversation about your book. Wow. <laughs> anyway, so at the you know the writing classes that I've offered and the writing classes that I've attended over the years, every single one always starts off with us all around the room, whether it's a virtual room, a physical room, we all have to say, I'm a writer or I am an author. Yeah. At what point? I mean, you mentioned that, you know, this was not expected. This just kind of fell into place for you. At what point did you claim, I am an author, I am a writer? I don't think I did that until I launched, you know, until launch day, I had launch day for my book and I did a lot of Facebook lives on my page. And I had, um, a lot of guests come in that had helped with the book. Okay. And, um, and then I, I was able to say it, uh, it still sounds, it, it's still a little bit like, really? You know, it's still, so I don't, I don't know what it would take. <laughs> what would it take for me to own it? I don't know, but, but, but I am owning it uh, more, but I think that was the first time that I really, you know, when I got the boxes of books, saw the books, you know, all of that, even though I had been writing it for, you know, months and posting on a blog, that's writing, you know, being mm -hmm. a writer. Um, yeah, it just, I think that was the first time that I really thought, okay, yeah, this is real, you know? <laughs> uh, that's, that's interesting. And the, I know some who have published uh, several books and still have a hard time claiming mm -hmm. it. So, and again, I think that's that self-talk that we all do. 
And, you know, hey, listen to that throat chakra close right up when I started to say it. <laughs> you know, it's... Yeah, it was hard for me at my, um, the conferences that I presented at to say, I'm a writer, I'm an author, I'm a speaker. What? I'm a speaker. I'm in front of, you know, 200 people and I'm not able to say I'm a speaker, right? I mean, what do you have to do to own it? Answer is you have to own it, right? It's not about what's out here. It's about me owning it. And uh, it's it's been a process. I, it's been a lifelong process for me to be able to own who I am and um, give myself the permission to be who I want to be. You know, it's been a lifelong process for sure. Yeah. Just like your book says, out of hiding. Mm -hmm. You know, I truly cannot think of a better name based on our conversation about your book and, and the things that you've gone through. I cannot think of a better name for your book other than, you know, out of hiding, finding the courage to be me. And it's a lifelong journey. It is not done and moved to the next topic. Mm -hmm. It's it's a journey that you're going to walk your lifetime. It's a journey that we're all walking is, yes. you know, trying to find who we are. It is an exploration. Mm -hmm. and we have so many hidden aspects that we have no idea because we don't explore, right? We don't take the time. Oh, yes. We're too busy. We're too busy doing everything else to go sit out under a tree and just be right and that makes me wonder why 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 do we become so busy because we're afraid because of fear yeah. we we are so afraid of our greatness that we cannot we can't we can't we can't stand it we're so we're so afraid of our greatness and I think that's true for everyone. I can't say everyone because some people can, you know, um, just totally, totally um, expand and, and be in their greatness. And, and it doesn't mean, and this is the other part, it doesn't mean that you have to write a book. It's not, a, none of what I've done is about the book. No. It's about, it's about me, right? It's about it's about being me and expressing who I am and what I came here to express, what I came here to share um, through the experiences that I've had in my life. And, and not one of us have had the same experiences in our life, right? right. So many of us have been through some of the same things, but we all have a little bit different um take on what we've been through because of what we tell ourselves about that Perception. not what we've been through but what we tell ourselves about what we went through because i could go through something and say well that wasn't that big a deal and somebody else it could be the end of the world right, right. so it's what we tell ourselves about what we go through and um so that's why we're all so unique and that <laughs> yes. we have you know um little pieces and snippets that um, can really resonate with other people and be like, wow. I mean, just really unlock an aspect of them that they didn't know was there. Right. Right. So um, yeah, I love that. I love that part. So Judy, where can people find you on the wonderful worldwide web? <laughs> um, my website is judy-james.com. Uh, and uh, I have a weekly newsletter that goes out on Sundays called Weekly Wisdom. And I post a blog on there and I have some insights on my blog. Um, kind of what I was thinking about when I wrote it and then uh, a few affirmations and some journal prompts on there. I love journaling and I love to um, I love to share that piece and and try to get people to think a little deeper right into um, 
because it really is having the courage to do that. It's, it's really, and see, that was another thing I thought was really not that big a deal, but damn, it's been tough. Sometimes it's been really tough. Um, but man, being on the other side of that is just, wow. And it doesn't mean that they, we, that we don't still have challenges. Absolutely. We do. But being on the other side of that, you know where you were and you know where you are. So it's like, okay, I got this. I got this. Right. And, um, yeah, I love to share that because I, I used to be a yeller. I used to be, um, angry, you know, I used to be, uh, stressed out all the things. Right. And, uh, I can't imagine being that now. I mean, I can because, you know, but, uh, yeah, it, it's, um, it's just a whole different way and it's just finding yourself. It's just, it's just the comfort of finding yourself. Is there a pearl of wisdom that you would like to share, whether it's on writing, on life, you know, is there a pearl of wisdom you'd like to share? Well, what if there's so many, so <laughs> many. Um, I think what it is, is um, love. Love is, there's, you know, there's just love and there's fear. And love is what we, um, what we thrive on, what we what we long for love and connection. And if we can be that love for ourselves first, cause we have to do it for ourselves first, then that love goes out into the world. And that's why I say when we change, then the world changes. It was an empath. I have had this overwhelmingly strong urge my whole life to make things better in the world. Like, you know, it's just all the suffering is just so hard to see. And it's for so long, I was so caught up in how can one person, me, how can I change all these things, you know? And you, one week it would be, you know, this thing going on and, oh, and the next, and it's like overwhelming. How can one person? But what I've come to realize is that when I take care of this, mm-hmm. That's what goes out into the world. And if I can inspire other people to take care of this in them, then that's what goes out into the world. And when enough people, you know, every time that we do that, it makes a difference in the world. Every time we greet people with kindness and love instead of judgment, that goes out into the world. So that's, that's my thing. Love, love, just be love and, um, and stay out of judgment because whew, we are deep in it these days. And and if we can, if we can, can always remember love. I have, I have love. I can't, I can't find it. I love tattooed on both of my, my wrists because of shampooing, blow drying and everything. And I want a reminder of that every day. I want to see every time I'm doing things, when I'm writing, I can see it. I, I want to, I want to remember that. Need a reminder. I l- <clears throat> I, I like that and um <laughs> tattoos have a story behind them mm-hmm. i have yet to meet well let me rephrase that i do know a few that have tattoos that are like <laughs> yeah i was i woke up with it you know <laughs> so i mean yeah there's that that is a backstory to it but most to most individuals when they have the tattoos there are there is a story or a remembrance um for some it's it's like a a, a reminder of a period of their yes. life or a an event that happened Mm -hmm. and they all have a meaning so i like that you put that on your wrist so that when you're when you're at work and Mm -hmm. you're helping somebody uh with their personal care Mm -hmm. that you are reminding yourself of your own personal care and um yeah it's it is amazing how our connections with others and even though we might not think it's oh whatever it's no big deal 
yeah, okay, you know. But to somebody, they may have needed it. They may have needed that acknowledgement. My gosh, and that is one thing that I have, I have let, I have allowed myself to receive because for many years I told myself that same thing. Oh, big deal. They don't really care. You know, they don't really care about me. They just want their hair done. And that was me not willing to receive what I was really, what, you know, what I was giving to them. I couldn't receive that I was doing something more. Does that make sense? It does. I, I blocked it. Like I no, you know, no. And it wasn't because it wasn't there because it was always there. It's just the way I was seeing it. Mm -hmm. I was seeing it that I didn't matter. That's what I told myself. That was a story going on inside my head. You don't matter, right? So then I thought the things that I did didn't matter. And so that whole change in mindset and, oh my gosh, the, it is, it is the most humbling and wonderful thing in the world to know that you have touched someone's heart, that you've touched someone's life and, and been able to um, have a little light bulb go on in their head, you know, like, oh, I never thought about it that way, right? right. Something yeah. like that. So I fully let myself receive that now because that is the icing on the cake. Like that's the, that's, that's the good stuff, right? And I will allow myself to feel good now. I didn't ever allow myself to feel good. I kept myself in a low vibration of I don't matter, nobody, you know, all those things. Mm -hmm. And, and now cares. I want to feel good. Yeah, nobody cares. Nobody, nobody likes me. Mm -hmm. um, it's pointless. What's the point of doing this? Oh, yeah, oh. I've been there, done that, rode mm -hmm. that train, you know, yes. and it's. I think we all, we all do at one point or another, or some of us are are learning to get off of that. And others of us are, you know, have, have found that golden ticket that says, like you, I, I acknowledge, I receive, I mm -hmm. understand, I know, I trust, I believe. Yes. And um, I feel that I can accept this that mm -hmm. I know I have made a difference in somebody's life, in somebody's day, in somebody's moment. Even a moment can make mm -hmm. a huge difference. I mean, how oh, many times have you I'm walked? Changing. Yeah. And it's like, how many times have you walked into a store or whatever, and, or into your workplace, and you're just in this lousy mood, and somebody says, hey, how are you doing? And... Mm -hmm. Just that acknowledgement that, oh, my God, I, I, I am seen can mm -hmm. shift how we, oh, how sure. we're our mood. So. And that's always my, and I, I, I can't even tell you, I was probably in my 20s one time I bought a wallet and it had a little message in there and it said, if you see someone without a smile, give them one of yours. Oh, cool. And, and since then, I... I try to be conscious every time, everywhere I am to smile at people because that is acknowledging them. It says it you're important, you yeah. matter, you know? And uh, again, that's the same thing that you were saying. It's, it's, it can change your day. It can change someone's day. You know, I see you all things. I see you. Yeah. Yeah. I see we all want that connection. Yeah. We, we all, all want we all long for that connection. We do. And oh, belonging, you know. You and I could definitely talk for hours. For hours. 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 <laughs> hours. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we could. <laughs> I want to truly thank you for this time, uh, for talking about your book, the, the baseline of your book. And, you know, sharing a view of your writing process that is much different than my writing process. Mm -hmm. um, well, not the process, but the, you know, longing to be a writer kind of thing. Yes. You know, the accidental writer. And 
although it wasn't an accident that was that was just not meant to be in your line of thought or consideration until you were ready right yeah i would have never shared two years ago probably it would have been really a stretch from I, I might have, but I don't know. It, it took me to be exactly where I was. That's a little stubborn. So, you know, <laughs> I had to be exactly where I was for it all to work, just like we all do. So, yes. Yep. I agree. So, again, thank you. Thank you for taking time out of your day and, and joining me. And thank you for putting that book out there. Um, oh, it's, as you mentioned, it's already making an, an impact, if I can say it properly. Uh, it is making an impact on the lives of those that are reading it. And what a gift. What a yeah. gift. And I, I, I'm really humbled by that. And I thank you so much again for this opportunity because like I said, this is not the easiest part. This today, this is easy. I love this. <laughs> this is great. I could do this every day. <laughs> However, <laughs> the other part is not that easy. So I really appreciate you and all of your wisdom and everything that you do uh, for you. me and all the other writers that you touch. So thank, thank you. you so much. You are welcome. Before we end our time together, I'd like to say thank you for listening to my conversation with Judy James. You can find her website and information about this conversation by visiting pentapaperpress.com backslash podcast and selecting the show notes page for this episode. If this episode resonated with you, please share it on social media and with those who you feel will be inspired by it. Help spread the wisdom. You never know who needs to hear the messages that are weaved into our conversation. To receive future episodes in your inbox, subscribe to the Pen to Paper Press newsletter. And, of course, follow the Pen to Paper Press podcast on social media. Take care, and until next time, keep your pen to paper and write. Your words have power. Your story matters. Bye for now.